The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome to Absurd Psychology. This is Dr. Gary Bell. I hope you all have had a wonderful week. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about setting boundaries and how to reclaim your life because a lot of people have a lot of issues around setting boundaries. It's surprising, but many people struggle with the idea that setting boundaries is a major conflict when it isn't. It is expected of us to define our needs, our wants, our desires in ways that are respectful. And uh, a lot of people don't understand what it takes to set boundaries, but what it does require of us is to be in our adult mind. And and so I'm going to talk about what boundaries are, but I want to most importantly uh, talk to you first off about what kind of mindset you need to be in when you set boundaries, and that is your adult self. The adult self is assertive. The adult self is not aggressive. Aggressive is when you're yelling and screaming and you're waving your hands and you're arguing and your tone goes up and uh, you're very accusatory. That mode shows your weaknesses. That mode shows that there's likely something wrong that is bigger than the issue that's being discussed. And, And it really limits the ability for anybody to hear you. Uh, because all they're doing is listening to your tone. They're not really listening to your words as much as your tone and then the way you're saying your words uh, rather than the words themselves. And many people get caught up in in being misinterpreted because of the way they present aggressively. So assertive is very simple. It's being able to speak to your emotions rather than demonstrate your emotions. So instead of going, you make me so angry, blah, 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 and using the very difficult tone, what you do is you talk very direct and very straight. You know, I'm very frustrated at you because you you discussed this and we said that we weren't going to discuss this. Uh, you have didn't listen to me and I'm very angry and uh, I'm actually enraged about it. See, the, the, the idea is, is that you're just speaking to your emotions. You're just speaking to them. That is the way our adult mind presents boundaries. And when we can get to that point, we can engulf our life in boundaries that are good for us. And so what are boundaries? You know, boundaries, you know, the easiest boundary to define is a property line. You know, most people see no trespassing signs or on a private property. Um, The sign basically sends a clear message. If you cross a line, you're going to be prosecuted. And this type of boundary is easy to picture and understand because it's tangible. You can see it. You can actually see and touch the sign. On the other hand, 
personal boundaries, which is what this show is about, are harder to define because the lines are invisible. They can change and are unique to every person. So, you know, personal boundaries are limits or borders that define where you end and where other people begin. Your personal boundary is defined by the amount of physical and emotional space you allow between yourself and others. Personal boundaries also help you decide what types of communication, behavior, and interaction you accept from other people. The type of boundaries you set defines whether you have healthy or unhealthy relationships. And this is critical to us. So there's different types of boundaries. The the two main types of boundaries are physical and emotional. Now, your physical boundaries need to be stronger in order to protect you from harm. For example, if you have a deep wound, and it goes untreated, and you expose yourself to infection, which can result in serious life-threatening consequences, protecting your boundaries is essential for optimum health. Physical boundaries include such as your body, your sense of personal space, sexual orientation, privacy. Other physical boundaries involve clothes, shelter, safety, money, space, noise, etc., Now, additional examples of physical boundary invasions are like a person standing too close to someone and invading their personal space. And in every culture, by the way, our personal space is defined differently. Inappropriate touching, such as making unwanted sexual advances, looking through others' personal files, letters, documents, not allowing others their personal space. An example would be like barging into your boss's office without knocking. Now, emotional and intellectual boundaries are also extremely important. They protect your sense of self-esteem and your ability to separate your feelings from the feelings of others. So when you have weak emotional boundaries, it's like getting caught in the midst of a hurricane with no protection. You expose yourself to being greatly affected by others' feelings and can end up feeling bruised, wounded, and battered. So these things, the intellectual boundaries and the emotional boundaries, also include your beliefs, behaviors, choices, relationships, responsibilities, and your ability, above all, to be intimate with others. So taking responsibility for another's feelings is an example of an invasion, not knowing how to separate your feelings from your partners and allowing their moods to dictate your level of happiness or sadness, sacrificing your plans, dreams, and goals in order to please other people, not taking responsibility for yourself and blaming others for problems, telling others what to think, feel, and behave. These are boundary violations that happen almost daily with almost every human being on this planet. Setting boundaries is essential. If we want to be both physically and emotionally healthy, strong boundaries help maintain balance, self-respect, and allow us to be interdependent in intimate relationships rather than independent or codependent, interdependent. A lack of boundaries is like leaving the door at your home wide open. Anyone, including welcome and unwelcome guests, can walk out, walk in without hesitation. If you have rigid boundaries, that that also can lead to loneliness, isolation, and it's it's, it's like living in a fortress with with no opening in sight. You can't get out. And no one can penetrate your walls. And this leads to problems in intimacy and significant relationships. 
You know, unhealthy boundaries causes us deep emotional pain that can lead to dependency, depression, anxiety, and physical illness. And believe me, as a therapist, I see this constantly. So what are healthy boundaries? You know, be assertive by stating your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings, needs, but in a respectful manner. And that goes back to being assertive rather than aggressive. The ability to say yes or no, and you are okay when others say no, that is called maturity, and that is necessary ingredient for setting boundaries. That means that we do not control how other people perceive the world. We actually accept, even if we don't like, even if we don't agree with, we don't try to correct other people's view of the world. We try to accept their view and then maybe have a conversation about it rather than tell them what they're supposed to think. Separate needs, thoughts, feelings, and desires from other people is healthy. Uh, Empower our our own life and make healthy choices and take responsibility for one's self. And and that's called self-love, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the concept of self-love is very simple. Say no to anything that hurts you. If there is something in your life that is destructive, simply say no to it. Now, here's how to say no. It's very simple. No. No. Blah, 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 blah. No means no. That means you take the tone out of it. You don't say it any other way but flat and straight. No. No means no. But if you say it with tone, that means it's very difficult for you to set boundaries and there's a yes inside you. And many people read tone, especially experts like children. They understand that it's not the no, it's how you say no and how hard it is for you to say no. That is when they can intrude. So many people say no, but they say it with so much effort, it exposes that they are weak. And so boundaries, simple, straight, and flat. No. No means no. You know, you want to have high self-esteem and high self-respect. And self-respect is being heard. And the only way you're going to be heard is if you focus on words rather than tone. Uh, Many people focus on tone rather than words. You you need the words. Words is critical. Also, uh, self-esteem, once again, has to do with self-love. Cutting things out of your life that are not good for you. You want to protect your physical and emotional space from invasion and intrusion. Many people are not aware of their own physical space. Most people's physical space is about the arm, their arm length. However, some people that are very defensive have a much bigger space. Some have a much smaller space. We need to all be aware of that because we can adjust ourselves to be more comfortable with other people by adapting. If they're too close, we back away. We need to be aware of that because if we're uncomfortable, we're not going to be thinking and engaging in a conversation. We're going to be defending ourselves. Also, have an equal partnership where responsibility and power are shared and that includes your boss you know they work for you you work for them it's a shared thing you know when you're in a marriage and a partnership you want to share and you want to have equality because doing that means you have an equal partner that you're working with now unhealthy boundaries are characterized by the inability to say no for fear of rejection and abandonment which shows low self-esteem a weak sense of your own identity you live to serve other people many people are givers they say oh, I'm a giver Well, that's great, but if you don't give it to yourself, you're going to run out of gas because you're not going to have anything to give. 
And then there's disempowerment, and and other holds the other people hold the power and make decisions for you. Consequently, you have no power or are responsible, not responsible for your own life. You've handed it over to other people. Inability to protect your physical and emotional space. Uh, feeling responsible for other people's happiness and satisfaction to the point where you'll sometimes rely on your relationship to create your identity for you. That's so sad, but this is problems that are common with every human being. Feeling responsible for other people's happiness is huge. We are not responsible for how other people feel. After reviewing this, you know, you have to wonder, is this the way I hold boundaries? You know, do I have a no trespassing walk all over me or enter at your own risk sign on my back? You know, do you need to make changes? And what changes could you make to help prevent uh, further boundary violations? You know, if you want to create healthy boundaries, make a list of personal rights and relationships. Pick one that is lacking in your life and find ways to put it into practice on a daily basis. Identify an area of your life that is neglected and in need of attention. For example, your physical, your emotional, your spiritual life. What needs attention and what small step could you take towards bringing balance to one of these areas? And these are questions you have to ask yourself. So how do you learn more about it? Well, you want to read about it. You want to go to a therapist about it. You want to talk to somebody who does have a good self-esteem and somebody you respect and you look up to and and see how they operate. So what is this thing, this concept of self-love? You know, as you begin to set boundaries, remember that each time you set a healthy boundary, you say yes to more freedom. That is essential. Take a deep breath and commit once again to having the courage to jump into your future. Here's an exercise. Make a list of what you want but don't yet have in different areas of your life. Make a list of what you want but don't yet have in different areas of your life. And this could include your work life, this could include your home life, relationships, health, finances, spiritual path, and any other areas that are important to you. Here's the next thing. Make a list of what you will never tolerate again in your life. And and this could include your husband's threats, your wife's nagging, the demands, everything that uh, you're expected to overachieve on, and you also want to set down a very simple thing. How would you like to strengthen boundaries in various areas of your life? Now, to do this, you just simply want to write a statement. I want to strengthen my boundaries around health by I want to strengthen my boundaries around finances by I want to strengthen the boundaries of my relationships by doing this around fun and on and on and on. And take those areas that are depleted in your life and turn those into areas you've invested in and invest your own energy. This does not cost money. This calls for gaining self-esteem. It is a treasure trove. It is something that money cannot buy you. Now, if you want to choose these boundaries or you know, three or four of these in different areas – do it every week. Do it different. You know, if you want to pick your health, pick your health. If you want to pick your finances, pick your finances. But every week, tackle a different area that's depleted. 
and, and on, if you're going to worry about someone else's reaction to a boundary you set, speak in your mind to the person's higher self. Request understanding, reason, and compassion. Let them vent, but let them know that this is your life and these are things that you have to do. So, you know, one of the most vital components to creating happy, healthy, fulfilling relationship is to become a master in setting boundaries. Simply put, boundaries are what the space between where you end and the other person begins. So, when you're depending on your upbringing and your past experience, setting boundaries in relationships, and that's what we're going to begin to talk about, may be easier or more difficult for you. You know, because oftentimes we had a parent, a guardian, or other person in our life. Uh, during childhood who didn't know how to set boundaries. And that's the sad truth. And that is where many of us fail because we fail because we were taught by people who failed. And we have to understand how to differentiate and how to step up and into our own life by setting boundaries. Also, some people uh, were too strong or too weak. And so, what we want to do is define a balance. So, the first thing that you want to do is recognize and acknowledge your own feelings. In order to set effective boundaries, we have to be able to know what it is that we are feeling. Did this person's critical uh, criticism make me feel bad? Is this person making me feel overwhelmed? Is this person making me feel drained? Well, if they are, it's time to set a boundary. Being able to do this is absolutely vital because by being able to check in with ourselves and recognize how we're feeling, then we have separated ourselves from the other person. For, for example, a whiner. You know, a whiner it will drive you nuts because they never have a solution. They just want to whine. And the deal is you want to say, hey, you know, I understand what you're saying and I've heard what you're saying. But I'm not going to continue to listen to what you're saying because of the way you're saying it. When you have a more intelligent argument, when you have a more intelligent way to present it, then do that. But let's wait because you have a, you're a better person than this just to sit here and whine. You know, and children whine all the time, but there's adults that whine. And you can choose to not be around them. You, and if you have to be around them, you can set rules with them that you don't appreciate certain style of their communication. You can tell people how you wish to be communicated with. And once again, we're not trying to create a bunch of rude people. We're not trying to create a bunch of conflict. What we're trying to do is just establish what we need in this life existence of ours. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to relationships And then we're going to talk about how to set boundaries in those relationships. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back to Absurd Psychology. It's Dr. Gary Bell. All right, now, you know, we're talking about setting boundaries, and we're going to mostly talk about in relationships, but relationships can has to do with friendships, has to do with your partner, your spouse, uh, your children. It has to do with everything, and we're going to go into more specifics in, in particular things like in-laws and all that kind of stuff. We're going to go into that later on, but... You know, the critical thing about setting boundaries is really understanding that we have to know the difference between empathy and sympathy. Sympathy, and I, I often tell people this, sympathy is like when a person jumps off a cliff and you jump off with them and you both sit at the bottom and start complaining. Um, you know, most people think that they want sympathy, but what they really need, despite what they think they want, what they need is empathy. Now, what is empathy? If, if We'll go from a visual on this. Empathy is very simple. Someone jumps off the cliff. We stay at the top of the cliff. We look down and we say, I'm so sorry you decided to jump off the cliff. That is so sad for you. I'm, I'll get help. Uh, when, tell me when you're ready uh, and I'll throw you a rope. And so we're not joining them. What we're doing is we're simply reflecting that that must be a very difficult position. We're not trying to take their position and and join them in it. And that is incredibly important concept to understand that that is what people need. That may not be what you think they need, but it is exactly what every human being on this planet needs when they're crying out for sympathy. They need empathy. They just don't understand that. And so, um, you know, you have to recognize and acknowledge your own feelings in order to set boundaries. Because the problem with many of us who have weak and leaky boundaries in relationships is that we become so enmeshed and so encompassed by the other person's problems that we have no idea that it is why we ourselves are feeling the way we feel. By taking the time to break away, reflect, and really check in with ourselves, you are then consciously making the distinct difference between yourself and the other person. Also, you want to recognize how your boundaries have been crossed. So now looking at your feelings, stop and recognize how your boundaries been crossed. Is this person always asking to borrow money from you and never pay you back? Do, do you find yourself always answering your friend's texts or phone calls late at night when it's causing you to lose sleep? Is some person always making critical comments towards you? Does this person always seem to have problems that you always have to help them with? Do you have a, a person or a client or a peer who's always showing up late for your appointments? You know, this is critical. You know, you want to recognize how you need to set your boundary. And, and once you can recognize what it is that is causing you to feel overwhelmed, drained, or simply bad then decide what you need to do to say to this person. So if 
if the person is always borrowing money from you and but never paying you back, then you may need to tell them that you're not letting them borrow anything else until you get paid back for what you've already been giving. And if it's a friend who's always texting or calling you late at night when you're trying to sleep, then maybe you want to tell them that you can't talk right now because you need your sleep and you're just going to stop answering altogether. And if someone keeps making critical comments towards you, you can tell them that you don't appreciate being spoken to that way and that you won't accept it. You know, if it's a friend who's always having problems and they always want you to listen and they drain your energy, then it's probably time to be sure you say something like, hey, I know you're in pain, but I have some of my own stuff to do right now. Yeah, all right. Now, getting grounded is also a very critical component to setting boundaries. There are two things that often happen when boundaries in relationships have been weak. There's a backlash from the other person, and there's also guilt. And for this reason, it is extremely important to get grounded within yourself. We can do this simply by taking the time to do some breath work, some meditation, get tuned into your body, grounding by by meditation, by envisioning, you know, like like something like water going down into your body very slowly. You know, some maybe water going down and deep into the earth very slowly and smoothly. That is a that is a sense of a visualization that really helps you begin to relax and separate yourself. You want to have a calm adult mind when you're setting a boundary. Also, you want to have a voice. You know, when you want to make your boundary known. Communicate it to the other person, but do it from your adult assertive self. Keep in mind that if there's any backlash from the other person or if they want to argue, then it may be best to simply walk away and take care of yourself. Or it may be simply say, this is my perception. I know you have your perception and you want me to own your perception, but I'm not going to own your perception. I have mine. You have yours. We're both entitled. You also, you really want to take care of yourself. You know, if, sound, if setting a boundary is brought up, it, 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 any backlash or feelings of guilt, then be sure to take care of yourself. Go for a walk. Take a break. Take a timeout. Take one minute for every year of your life as a timeout. But if you're going to set a timeout and you want to set a boundary, you better set the time you're coming back. You take a break, but you come back and you don't just walk away without saying, I'm coming back in 45 minutes, and we're going to talk about this. That's what you want to do when you're setting boundaries. You don't want to do it while you're angry and emotional. You know, you also um, want to create self-awareness. And, and you also, in, when, you're, when you're setting boundaries, self-awareness is critical because that's your character. That's what you like and what you don't like. And people love to know what your character is. Character is your ability to make choices. If you like certain restaurants, if you like certain clothing, if you like certain food, if you like certain kind of people, if you like certain activities, these things define who we are. And it's very important to set boundaries around the things that we're passionate about. There should be no guilt in becoming yourself and in being yourself. What that means is there's got to be balance, meaning that you're always considering your impact on other people, but if it's not unreasonable impact, then what you want to do is set boundaries. Say, hey, on Saturday, I got to do this, and this is what I have to do for me. You're going to have to respect that. You're going to have to find another way to do what you're doing because this is what I have to do for me. Be surprised because I'll tell you what, 
people will adapt to that if they know it's important to you. They know that it's an act of love to actually respect your boundaries. And people want to know what those things are and want to know what you're passionate about because they know what their behavior needs to be during that period of time. That's actually the safest time uh, to deal with you or not deal with you is to know what you need at that moment. Okay, you know, when you're, when you're setting a boundary, you want to use very simple, direct language. You know, you may say something like, you may not yell at me. If you continue, I have to leave the room. So you're giving them the option. You can either do it or not do it. You know, if you're working with children, I'm going to count to three. And if you don't stop whining, then you're going to lose something. Okay, one, two, Three. That's simple. That's simple. It doesn't have to be hysteria, You, but you have to follow through if they're going to continue. And they have to know what you're talking about. If they don't know what whining is, you need to define that to them. Also, you know, if you're going to set a boundary like with personal phone calls at work, I've decided to take all personal calls in the evening in order to get my work done. I will need to call you later. That is huge. Now that we carry cell phones everywhere we go, people are banging on us all day. And it's unfortunate that an employer has to pay for your personal phone calls. It's also unprofessional and it's kind of crappy. You know, the deal is if you're working and you're being paid to work, you better stay off your phone unless it incorporates work. Okay, say no to extra commitments. That's another one that is so hard. You know, something like, although this organization is important to me, I need to decline your request for volunteer help in order to honor my family's needs. And that can, in fact, encompass a work position where you are being paid. You know, I have to have this time for my family, and I'm not going to cut into that. You know, to set a boundary with someone who's critical. It's not okay with me that you comment on my weight. I'd like to ask you to stop, please. You know, that's perfectly fine. And it doesn't have to be done aggressively. You know, if you're going to back out of a commitment, I know I agreed to head up this this activity, but, you know, I'm looking at my schedule and I now realize I won't be able to give it my full attention and I'd like to help to find somebody who can step in for me because I cannot do this. We can back out of commitments and do it very simply. We, we can do it also very respectfully. Many people are afraid of that because they look at it as conflict. Okay. Also, uh, you know, how about the money thing? I won't be lending you money anymore. I love you and need you to take responsibility for yourself. Very simple. Very simple stuff. You know, and and that is simple ways to set boundaries. There's no need to defend. There's no need to debate. There's no need to over-explain yourself. Just be firm, gracious, and direct. And when faced with resistance, repeat your statement or request. You know, um... You also want to back your boundary up with action. You want to stay strong because if you give in, you invite people to ignore your needs and the need to set boundaries becomes even more difficult for you. You know, uh, internal boundaries are, are also critical. You know, when we hear things, we really get defensive, especially if we're hearing truths. And, and when you're hearing someone's truth, their perception, many times we have to really sit back and say, you know, how much of this is true about me? How much of this is about the other person? And what do I need to do, if anything, to regain my personal power and stand up for myself? Well, you know, 
it's very important to respect another person's position. And to do that, you simply say, I understand. Okay, so what you think of me is blah, blah, blah. I hear what you're saying. Um, I get it. I hear that. That is called listening, and that's respectful listening. Now, now that I've heard you, here's my perception. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you just dump it out there. You know, you have to stand up for yourself in some regards, and sometimes it's better just to shut up and not suppress it, not hold it in, but simply acknowledge their perception. Because many times we can't change perceptions. You know, if you have guilt in setting boundaries, you have to make, be ready to make tough choices and change your lifestyle. Guilt is the most common obstacle to taking care of yourself. You will feel guilty by making yourself a priority. Now I'm going to uh, the weight, you know, now I'm going to work on my weight, I'm going to eat differently, and now the whole family is going to be impacted because I'm going to eat something different than them, or I have to go to the workout gym, or, you know, those kind of things can really hit you head on and really get things messed up. And you just have to simply hold tight to your boundaries around that. If it's good for you, you need to do it. You know, overcoming resistance. You know, tell people your priorities have changed and that you're taking care of your needs. And if you feel your own resistance on focusing on yourself, remember, you have to put yourself first. My grandmother always told me, and it was so important, you know, you have to give to yourself before you have anything to give to other people. The truth is, to be a doctor, to be a, a therapist, I had to give to myself. And that was a very selfish time to, to take away from my family's time, to take away from everybody's time that they had usually had. And to go to school and to learn this and make that commitment means there were sacrifices along the way. However, on the backside, that investment in myself has paid big dividends and changes in life that have impacted my family in great ways. Now, Let's look at something different. Let's look at a, a, another boundary problem, and it's called enmeshed relationships. You know, enmeshed relationships are codependent relationships, and these kind of problems are pervasive in our world. You know, you have to begin to understand that a really bad sign of a re, of a uh, enmeshed relationship is that your happiness or your contentment in life relies on your relationship. Your self-esteem is contingent on your partner and how they view you. When, and when there's a conflict or a dis disagreement in your relationship, you feel extremely anxious and fear a compulsion to fix the problem. When you're not around this person or you can't talk to them, a feeling of loneliness pervades you. Without that connection, the loneliness will decrease to the point of creating them. You know, these are unhealthy things. You know, if you have a preoccupation or a compulsion to be in a relationship, you have to understand that that is not also healthy because it's all about you. It's not about the relationship. That means you need someone else to prop you up. That is a very unhealthy thing. And so what we want to do is, number one, we want to seek help. You know, if you're in an enmeshed relationship, do not go to uh, marriage therapy. Go to individual therapy where you learn how to set boundaries for yourself. Because many times, if you have unhealthy boundaries, a, a therapist can help you enormously in getting your life back and setting boundaries and not disrupting the relationships that you're in. Also, we want to set, set small boundaries. We don't have to set monumental boundaries. You know, if you want to start setting boundaries, 
practice boundary setting by creating small boundaries in your relationship, especially if it's enmeshed. You know, state your boundary, avoid doing it in a shameful way or accusatory or judgmental way or angry way. Emphasize your love without judging the person for being wrong and offer something in return and then make sure you follow through. This way, you're still being responsible and still responding to their needs and respecting their own limits. You know, an example, it'd be like a daughter going to college. Uh, her mom expects to speak and text her several times a day instead of telling her mom, mom, you're suffocating me and you need to back off. She'd say, I know it means a lot to you for, for you to talk to me and you're doing this out of love, but I really need to focus on my studies and spend more time with my friends at school. You know, I enjoy talking to you. I love you. Let's talk twice a week. That's a good boundary setting activity. In a meshed relationship is oftentimes between a father and son or a mother and daughter where they look at each other as friends rather than mother-daughter. And that's not a good thing. Um, You know, keeping on someone when they're supposed to be productive, like your spouse when they're at work and banging on them all day long, is not going to create job security for them. You don't want to have enmeshed communication like that going on. Also, you want to create connections with yourself and other people. You know, practice being alone and spending time by yourself and actually enjoying it. Do things that you like. Do things that you might be passionate about. If you don't know what you're passionate about, start remembering times when you enjoyed life, when time went by very quickly, and that will tell you something that you've actually enjoyed. You know, you work on parts of your life that make you feel unhealthy, needy, or insecure, and come to an understanding that your complete happiness can't be met with another person. It has to be met with you. You have to be at peace with yourself. What is peace? Peace is acceptance. Peace is being at peace with yourself, accepting yourself alone. We do not lose our individuality when we join a marriage, when we when we have children. We still have our individual lives, and that's critical here. You know, you, you, life's too short. You know, to be insecure and fearful and tied up to unhealthy relationships, learn the skills to create emotional and physical boundaries and consider seeking professional help. That is critical. Many people will divorce without, and their partners goes, what happened? Everything was just fine the other day. That's because they're so poor at setting boundaries, they don't know what to do. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about setting boundaries with children, setting boundaries with in-laws and toxic in-laws. Listen in. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at DRGBMFT for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or DRGBMFT.com. Remember, DrGBMFT.com. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Hey everybody, we're talking about setting boundaries. And now we're going to go into the area of talking about with children. uh, And then we're going to get into in-laws. And we'll possibly, if we have time, get into addicts and uh, that kind of stuff. So, you know, how do you know if your child is pushing boundaries? Well, you know, here's a couple examples, or well, maybe a few. Uh, a 13-year-old walks in your room without knocking on the door and doesn't respect your privacy. Your 10-year-old interrupts your conversations with other adults without saying, excuse me, or waiting politely for a chance to get your attention. Let's say um, your teen tells you how to run your life after you get a divorce. You know, or, or your young child tells you what to do and throws tantrums if you don't do what he or she says. You know, how's the grocery store? You know, that happens all the time. When they, when they go to the store with you and you don't set boundaries with them, that temper tantrum is just going to continue, 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 and continue. You know, so um, how do you tell if you're setting blurry boundaries? You know, doing for your child what they can do for themselves is a blurry boundary. Constantly asking questions and interrogating your child over everything is horrible boundaries. Letting your child invade your boundaries as a couple and making your kids the center focus at all times is blurry boundaries. You know, uh, oversharing with your child about your life and treating them like a friend rather than your child, very bad. Giving up your parental authority and allowing your child to take control of the household, not a good idea. It's always nice to be respectful of their opinion, but it doesn't mean they're going to run your house. You know, living through your child vicariously, feeling as if their achievements are yours and failures are yours as well, that's blurred boundaries. You know, your child, let's say, is upset and you fall apart. What You know, what does that say about you? you got to cut this crap out. You've got to take your life by a hold. You have got to let your, t- your child take responsibility for their behavior when they're old enough, and you don't want to focus your entire life about their mental well-being. They have to learn to do that, too. That's part of what childhood is about. We are supposed to be educating them and empowering them rather than defending them. We're supposed to be educating them how to adapt. That is our responsibility as parents. You know, it's easy for parents to overemphasize with their kids and protect their own feelings on them. You know, I feel so bad that your friend can't go out with their friends. She must feel worried that that, uh, she won't be included the next time, you know. Maybe just this once, I'll let her off the hook even though she didn't finish your homework. Instead of worrying that that your child will fall apart, have faith that they can manage their own disappointments, pain, and hurt. Know that your pain is and what their pain is. You know, letting your child experience difficult feelings with your empathy, not your over-empathy, will help them learn from experience and face reality. 
You know, I, I assure you, I have to tell you that we all cross boundaries with our kids at one time or another, but we're only human. And the, the important thing is to be aware when this happens and refrain from making it a pattern or a way of life because then you're not teaching your child how to grow up. Now, anxiety is also an, a, an issue in many families. And, and anxiety means that we're anxious around each other or we're anxious that we feel like we're all walking on eggshells. Well, you know, structure is what makes people feel safe. So you've, if you define boundaries, to develop boundaries for yourself, you have to know what you value, what you think, and where you stand. And this is not always easy to define, but it's also important that your child knows who you are and what you believe. And this doesn't mean you should be rigid. It means you communicate your personal values and you stick to them. If your value is to be honest, for example, then take it and, you know, talk to it and, and, and be that person. If you expect your children to be honest, you better be honest. You know, kids are guided in life by watching what you do, which often makes more impression than what you say. So many people are bigots and they say one thing and they do another. You know, you are your child's mentor. Make your expectations known. Make a list of what you expect for yourself in relation to your kids. Think about what you can and can't live with. Think through what matters most to you. It is responsibility. Is it loyalty? Is it respect? If it's helpful for you, write it out. You know, respect is listening. Responsibility is what makes us succeed in life. Loyalty sometimes can be misled. I mean, people can be loyal to gangs, you know, but the deal is loyalty is also a very valuable trait, but I would never lead with it, but it is a very valuable trait. You know, get your focus on yourself instead of your child. Be the example for them. When they're acting poorly and not listening to you, think about how you can more clearly communicate what you expect and hold them accountable when they don't listen, but you have to listen. You have to listen, and listening means uh, accepting their perception. I understand. I hear what you're saying, so what you're telling me is this. That is listening. Let your child also feel the impact of a cross boundary. You know, help your kids experience the impact of crossing boundaries so that it becomes part of their reality. You know, admit when you've crossed their boundary and apologize. And when your kids cross one, let them know and hold them accountable. You know, let's say you promise your child that you'll drive them to the movies after they do their chores, but they play video games instead. You know, if you follow through by not driving them, your child will experience the consequences and will come to understand to a deep level what you expect for yourself. You know, that is respect. You need to respect yourself just as you would respect them. And you don't want to beat yourself up. Consequences work and they are important and and it's clearly important for you to be consistent in doing this. Now let's talk about toxic in-laws and various types. You know, there there's like the no boundary in-law. You know, y- your in-law shows up unannounced at your house, grandkids in tow, you know, the kids really wanted to see you right now and and, and that's what they say they want to I want to see them. I haven't seen them in a long time. They just come right in. You know, these people, you know, don't have good boundaries and they're exciting about excited about connecting with their, their grandchildren. But uh, underneath that enthusiasm, there's an anxiety to get what they want, which makes their behavior anything from incredibly annoying to downright rude. So ex- responding to the no boundaries in laws, acknowledge the good, ask them from what they need. 
We love spending time with you and the grandkids. We're just asking that you call or ask to inform us beforehand and, and say it consistently. You know, th- there's uh, these uh, the, uh, oversharing in-laws. You know, they love to tell you intimate details about y- your daughter or your their son or other people. And, you know, sometimes it's just none of their business. And uh, we don't have to get caught up in gossip with people that uh, overshare. You know, it's just a very important thing to say, hey, you know, uh, I don't really want to engage in that. I don't really need to know that. Um, You know, use humor. You know, okay, here we go again. You're doing it again. You know, change the subject. Do something, but don't get all into it with them and and just sit there and let them overshare information that they don't need to share. Um, you know, there's sensitive people, there, there's sensitive in-laws, and, you know, they get they get all caught up if you say something to them that offends them, and you're thinking, oh my God, now we'll never be able to get a babysitter, now they'll never look after the kids, whatever, but you have to realize what drives oversensitive in-laws, and they see their world as a list of losses, and they're highly competitive with their counterparts, and, you know, they have a lot of good intentions, but they have a lot of insecurities. And you have to accept that they're not trying to hurt you, uh, but you have to acknowledge their feelings. You know, we love being with you. We love you being with the kids. Uh, you know, when do you want to go out? That's fine. But we want to set time with them and we want to make them know that they're special, but we also have to let them know that they're responsible for their own feelings. And, uh, you know, we have to be compassionate. I understand you're feeling this way. I get it. But we have to also be strong and say we need to do this instead of that. You know, we got control freaks as in-laws. They are a mess. Uh, control freaks uh, forget you know, they, they will make things worse. They'll, they, they talk to your, 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 your adult kids. They talk to anybody trying to convince them of their own stories, of their own ways of doing things. They're very hard uh, to, they're very poor listeners and they very much overreact and they want things done uh, to do everything uh, that possible to control outcomes. And that includes doing things for your own children. Uh, and doing things for your children or doing things for their biological uh, child that's in the marriage, not a good idea. You have to let them know, we want our kids to learn how to do this by themselves. This is how our family works. Go back to your family rules. Don't go back to my personal choices. Go my Our family works this way. And that's what we need you to adapt to what our family does because this is how we want to teach our children. Also, uh, many in-laws will get involved with their uh, spirituality and, uh, you know, everybody and every family is entitled to the way they view spirituality. And you have to know that you have a right to set boundaries that your spirituality may be different than theirs and you don't have to uh, worship to the degree that they do or maybe you choose to worship more than they do. But the deal is, you know, you accept the way they operated as a family, but now they understand how you operate as a family. Also, um, we have to look at in-law boundaries by, you know, realizing that your in-laws are different. You know, healthy couples deal with their in-laws by recognizing that they're all different people in different ways. And so, you know, every family has their culture, including yours. 
your uh, the thought that you have to do is you have to set what your culture is for your family and that is what you set boundaries around healthy couples also make an effort with their in-laws they understand the importance their in-laws play in their life and in their spouse's life treat them with respect you know participate in family events allow in-laws access to the family and to your children you know make an effort to be towards them and to be with them uh, they may not always agree or understand the family dynamics, rituals, traditions, or even look forward to time together. But the deal is, is that you want them to participate and be a part of things. Also, you want to separate your relationship from your in-laws. And that means that you define your relationship rather than uh, what you or your spouse grew up in. And, uh, you know, you want to remember that their opinion is only an opinion you want to remember that they are people. Stop stop labeling them as mom and dad or my in-laws and stop giving them all that power and look at them as people. And you also want to respect their attachments and, and things that they like and don't like. And you also want to relax and take deep breaths. That is critical, critical to dealing with in-laws. So, you know, do we set boundaries at work? Yes, we set boundaries at work. I'm going to try to get to this quickly because we're running towards uh, the end of it. But you want to know what your values are. You want to communicate clearly when you set boundaries at work. And you want to bring up a boundary or a violation right away. You know, you don't want to be aggressive. You don't want to look like you have bad intentions. What you want to do is state, my intention is this, this is how I work, this is how it operates, and this is what I'm looking for. You know, you don't have to be overbearing to do that. You also want to create structure. That means you have an agenda. You know, it's if it's a meeting, don't just go into it blindly. Have something clear and concise in a way that you want to discuss things and the things that you want to discuss. And you also can use setting boundaries at home by focusing on creating boundaries at work. You know, home is the practice area for setting boundaries at work. You also want to focus when you're setting boundaries at work on concrete explanations. You know, uh, instead of saying that, like, I'm really stressed or I have too much to do, um, what you want to do is define this is what's causing me a lot of stress. This is what's taking place and this is what's going on and it's not allowing me to have the time to get my other work done. Here's the other work that I have on my plate and here's what's going on here that's distracting me from that. I want to get my job done as you are paying me to do. Also, at work, you want to prepare for violations and, and you want to visualize your boundaries getting crossed and how you're going to handle it. You know, imagine your boss emails you on a Saturday and uh, they expecting you to do something uh, that, that's due on Monday morning. And uh, maybe you're with your family and maybe it's unpredicted. And yes, you could try to do and fit it in. And it's always a good idea, especially when there's very serious things that are being handled. But you also have to let them know that I have commitments to my family here and I have to follow through with those things too. They have to begin to, to, to respect you and your boundaries at home, that you are entitled to a not to a, an evening with your spouse. You're entitled to a weekend. Those are important things. Okay, I can't go into the addicts that much. I really don't have uh, enough time to do that. But I want to let you know that you are not responsible for how someone is using or drinking and that you it's not your responsibility to protect their feelings. 
Uh, you're not wanting to feel pain with the consequences of choices, and that's maybe why you don't want to be around them. I, you are not yourself when you're, when you're under influence. And when you're under influence, it's a different person. I would much rather not be around you when you're like that than to be around you. And I have to let you take responsibility for your own behavior and your own outcomes when you do that. You know, you want to set your boundaries and enforce them. You don't want to be enmeshed with somebody who is an alcoholic or a drug addict. You don't want to join them or prop them up. You want to set clear boundaries with them. All right, that's our show. Our next show is Everyday Living with Psychotics and Manics. Thank, I want to thank everyone for listening, and I, I, I'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now, remember, marriage is often psychological. One is usually psycho and the other logical. And what do you call a problem? Me as a therapist, I call job security. That's our show. Thanks for joining us once again, Everyday Living with Psychotics and Manics, next week. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.